Hi, welcome to the Mortgages Made Easy podcast. I'm delighted to introduce Brittany Hodak today. She is the author of Super Fans, and I am a super fan of Brittany, and she's a keynote speaker. Look for her as you have the opportunity to uh, go to her, listen to her at events and stuff. She's great. Um, I, I was lucky enough to meet Brittany at uh, virtually at an event uh, hosted by my friend Ginger Bell. How do you know Ginger? Uh, Ginger and I met several years ago when I was speaking at a housing buyer conference, and she's been just an incredible friend to me over the years. We've been lucky enough to run into each other at lots of events because I've been fortunate to, to speak at several mortgage events over the past few years. Tell me a little bit about Superfans. What are Superfans? So super fans are really customers who create more customers. And I wrote a book called Creating Superfans, How to Turn Your Customers into Lifelong Advocates, because I think that whether you're working in mortgage or any industry, that's what you should do. You shouldn't be trying to close a sale. You should be trying to create a super fan, someone who doesn't just see you as a commodity provider, but really views you as that category of one, someone that they want to come back to again and again, because they trust and they know they can count on. And so they're excited to refer their friends, their family members, and everyone in their network who may be looking for a mortgage partner. Mm, I love it. So I'm, I'd love to take this and address it to my realtor community. And the, you, you know, the, the, there are so many of them do, that just do an amazing job and they give their heart and their soul and they do everything for their clients. What do we have to do to turn those clients into super? Well, if you're giving your heart and soul, you're probably already getting people who can feel that and who want to come back and work with you again. So in real estate, you've got the same problem that you have in a lot of other industries, which is there is a huge margin, right? You've got some people who are really, really good and some people who are really, really not good and everything in between. And oftentimes online, it's hard to tell if you're getting somebody who's like pretty good or incredible. And people don't want to work with someone who's pretty pretty good when it comes to one of the most important expensive decisions of their lives. So as a realtor, you've really got to focus on treating every single customer you have like the most important one in the world, because everyone is an influencer. In the world we're living in today, every single person has a sphere of influence around them of people who will either decide to work with or not work with someone based solely on the referral from that person who they know, like, and trust. So if you're a realtor, you've got to treat every single customer like the most important one. And you've got to continue to show up for them even after the end of the sale. So you're not done when you give someone that closing gift. In fact, that's just the beginning. And one of the places that a lot of realtors you know, miss opportunities is in everything after the sale. So making yourself that trusted expert who can help with everything from like, who's going to help you paint your downstairs to who's the best appliance repairman nearby to what do you do when there's a hailstorm and you've got roof damage. So continuing to make yourself available to your customers and even people who didn't buy from you. So you become seen as that trusted expert so that when people think about anything having to do with their homes, they think 
of you because you want to be top of mind, not just when someone's thinking about buying or selling a home. By then, it's maybe too late because we all know that you can, you know, find realtors everywhere. So you want to make sure that you're top of mind and you're being thought of throughout their life. Every time that something home related comes up, not just when they're thinking about buying or selling mm -hmm. again. So is there a formula? Is there, is there a formula? Is there a A plus B equals C? Or is there a template? Well, I'm so glad you asked, David, because yes, there is. <laughs> so I like to say that super fans are created at the intersection of your story and every customer story. So think about those two things as circles. You've got your story on one hand, you've got your customer story on the other, where they overlap. Like think of a Venn diagram where those circles come together. That overlap is your opportunity to create super fans. You've got to connect your story to theirs in a way that's meaningful and memorable because otherwise you're going to fall victim to what I think is the biggest threat to not just realtors, but pretty much every service business today. And that's apathy. Customers who just don't care enough to care one way or another. Maybe they'll come back. Maybe they won't because to them, you're just a commodity provider and they can find others like you everywhere. So that's what you're trying to overcome. That's what your biggest foe is, is this idea of apathy. And apathy can strike at any time, before, during, or after the sale. So you've always going to be on the lookout for it. I write a lot about this in my book, Creating Super Fans. And the formula that I offer is something that I call the supermodel. And SUPER is an acronym. This is something that I've created over the past 15 years of working with some of the biggest brands and entertainers in the world, people like Katy Perry and Taylor Swift, brands like Walmart and Amazon and Cracker Barrel and so many others. And it's a formula that really touches on all of the most important things that you need to do if you're going to turn your customers into super fans. And it's easy to remember because I've used the word super as a mnemonic device, and it may seem simple. And in reality, it is, but it's not easy. And I think as humans, sometimes we have the tendency to like try to make things more complicated, right? We want them to be more complex. And sometimes the answer is really pretty simple. And when it comes to customer centricity and customer experience, sometimes simple is better. So this is the super model. This is something that's designed to be able to teach everyone on your team to have a shared language around what it takes to turn your customers into super fans. So do you want to go into the super model? Love it. Love All right, it. let's do Tell it. Tell me the secret. <laughs> All right. So we have at the beginning S and S stands for start with your story. And when I say start with your story, I don't mean lead with your story. I mean, everything has to originate from your story. What makes you the absolute best realtor in the world for your target customers. And I'm always shocked when I ask people this, when I say, tell me why you're the best realtor for your prospects. And they're like, uh, I've been doing this for 20 years. And I'm like, okay, well, Carl's been doing it for 25 years. Does that mean he's 25% better than you? And they're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, well, why in the world then when you lead with you've been doing this for 20 years is your value proposition. If you don't understand your superpower, if you don't know your uniqueness, that thing that makes you better than everyone else in the world, how's a prospect ever going to be able to figure it out, right? Spoiler alert, they won't. Okay. And you're going to be out there competing with every other realtor in your market trying to get their attention based on commodity things, based on 
Who's the first one to reply? Who's the quickest one to call them back? Who like happened to get that listing, right? You want to make sure that you're competing on your uniqueness. So in my book, I talk about the idea of an origin story. Every single great superhero has one. And so does everybody listening to this story or to this podcast right now. How did you go from where you started out to where you're at right now? And more importantly, why does that matter to your customers? How are you uniquely positioned to help them? So that's what I mean when I say start with your story. And in my book, I have lots of frameworks that you can use to really dial in on yours. So that's the first part. Start with your story, because if you don't have that, honestly, you're never going to rise to that category of one level. You're always going to be competing like in the muddy masses, right? You're going to be like winning some, losing some. Some people are going to come back. Some people aren't. You really got to do that hard work. And that's going to catapult you into like the top 5% just by doing that because people don't want to do it, right? They want things that are quick. They want things that are simple. Uh, They're not willing to do that work. So that's the first part is start with your story. And, the and, super- so, and so really what you're saying is have a unique selling proposition. Absolutely. Have a unique selling proposition that is meaningful and memorable to your prospects and your customers. And it's got to be unique and authentic to you. And it can be anything, right? Like if you're in real estate, maybe you're also an interior designer. Well, that's a huge selling proposition to a huge subset of clients, right? Whether you're helping them stage their house to sell it for the most amount of money or whether you can go in and have incredible vision to help someone see how they can transform a house to be their own. That's amazing. If you love gardening, great. Like you can help with curb appeal all day long. You can help people, you know, not just make the front of their homes beautiful, but turn the backyard into an oasis with, you know, Mm -hmm. gardens for the kids and flowers and everything else. So think about how the things that you're good at and love can matter to your ideal customers. Do you know how to like fix everything? Amazing. Are you really great at inspections? Like incredible. Like what are the things that you can do? How can you talk about that in a way that makes your ideal customers understand how that is an incredible value proposition that your competitors don't have to offer. And and really it's it's when you walk in, I, I like the idea that it's also about authenticity because you have to know, you, you know, I can't wear your unique selling proposition. I can't oh, wear, absolutely. I can't wait. It's gotta be authentic about you. And, you know, if, if, if you're, serious and you're, what you're great at is data, then trying to be the life of the party will never function. S. So we got S. You. So next up is you. And I always like to describe these kind of like nesting dolls. Every single one builds on the one that comes before it. So you is understand your customer story. And in my book, I talk about this idea of balancing empathy and authority, because a lot of times as salespeople, we try to lead with authority, but it's really so important to lead with empathy because, you know, as Teddy Roosevelt famously said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So really showing your clients that you understand what they're struggling with. You understand the transformation that they're looking for. And you understand why you are best positioned to help them go from where they're at to where they want to be. So understand your customer story in a very meaningful way. Like I joke sometimes about the first time I remember seeing a teacher outside of school and it like broke my little first grade brain because I 
was like, wait, she leaves school. And it just never occurred to me that that person existed outside of Roland Elementary School. Um, and a lot of people, and especially, you know, in real estate, I think this is something that that we see uh, with people who, who are just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be in real estate because I'm going to make all this money. They don't think about those people beyond that transaction. They're not truly thinking about, you know, what is going to be best for this family over the next 5, 10, 15 years. What do they need? They're just, you know, like, okay, they told me they want a three bedroom, three bath in this neighborhood. So don't make the same mistake that we all made as kids when you're looking at your customers that we all made with our teachers, right? There are these fully formed people who have these like very robust full lives. So take the time to truly understand them because when you do that, that's when you can really show up and solve their problems for them in a way that's going to make you memorable. So what you just said is so relevant to what's going on in our marketplace right now because our buyers are in a hyper-competitive environment. They're making offer after offer and getting rejected. And so if you can't empathize and, and really if you can't prepare them in advance for that, they're going to be disconnected. And for our sellers, many of them are facing difficult choices. They're, they've been in the house for 10 years. They've been in the house for 43 years. They've raised their children here. And they're making decisions, not necessarily because they want to, because they have to. And so the empathy piece is just huge. Absolutely. And, you know, I said before that super fans are created at the intersection of your story and every customer's story. And so the third pillar of the supermodel framework, P, is where both of those come together. And P stands for personalize. And it's really about treating every customer as that individual. I love this uh, this idea of the platinum role. It was a book written by Dr. Tony Alessandra uh, a long time ago, like back in the 90s. And he said, don't follow the golden rule. Don't treat people the way you would want to be treated. Treat them the way they want to be treated. Because not everyone wants to be treated the same way as you. And so acknowledging that everyone has different preferences, backgrounds, beliefs, things that are going to make something feel authentic and true to them, when you can honor those preferences that they have, that's when you really start to transcend into that, you know, category leader category of one space, because you're honoring what it is that they want. So people are saying, wow, it's so easy working with you. It feels so great to work with you. And in reality, that's because you're making conscious, intentional choices that are aligned with what that customer wants. So uh, in my book, I talk about this need of balancing high tech and high touch. I know, David, you love AI and, you know, clearly we're, we're seeing so much innovation right now and so many things happening so fast. Um, I don't believe that real estate agents will be replaced by technology in the next 20 years. I think when people are making the most important, expensive decisions of their lives, they want to talk to a human not just an algorithm, but I know that realtors who embrace technology will certainly replace realtors who do not. Because you absolutely must take advantage of the tools that exist to multiply your time, to give you more free time to focus on the things that can't yet be automated. So it's this balance of high tech and high touch and how you're able to divide your time to marry those two so that it becomes a one plus one equals five for your prospects and your clients. Hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So we are we start with our unique selling proposition. And then we 
work to understand the client's specific particular needs. And then we, we, we do the platinum rule where we do for them what they need. And then what? And then that takes us to E, which is probably my favorite step of the supermodel. E stands for exceed expectations. And it's all about intentionality, something that I call intentional experience design. How are we looking at every single interaction and finding opportunities to do not just what's expected, but more? How are we able to leave our customers and our prospects a little bit better than we found them, whether that's through adding value some way, uh, either with, with information or with a gift, whether that's being more responsive than they expect us to be, faster than they expect us to be? How are we exceeding their expectations? So I talk about um, intentional experience design in my book, and I offer uh, a template that you can follow to really map out all of the interactions that someone has with you to say, how can I maximize these opportunities and how can I measure the impact that they're having so that I know that I'm getting an ROI on them? I know that I'm seeing an impact and should lean into more of these things. So I'm a huge believer that as customers, there's really only three types of interactions we ever have. At the end of every interaction, whether it's long, whether it's short, whether it's in person, whether it's online, we are going to feel one of exactly three ways. And this is true for you listening to the podcast right now. At the end of this episode, you're going to feel better, worse, or exactly the same. My goal and David's goal is to make sure that you feel better. We want it to be a net positive experience. In every single interaction, whether it's as simple as an email or as drawn out as a three-hour in-person open house, your customers are going to feel better, worse, or exactly the same at the end. If you can help elevate those neutral experiences, which is the majority of the experiences that we have as customers, right? They're sort of nothing burgers. They happen, we forget about them. They're very transactional. If you can transform those from transactional to experiential, if you can make them not just a net neutral, but a net positive and leave people better than you found them, you will turn those people into super fans. So that's the E. It's all about exceeding expectations and finding ways to do that every day in ways big and small. And it feels like it's like almost like building a house out of bricks, right? Because every brick that you add, every um, opportunity that you take to exceed up, expectations every interaction that you tweak just a little bit and, and bring your authentic self to that interaction that's another brick towards building this mansion of super fans Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny that you use the analogy of building bricks. That's a perfect segue into the fifth and final pillar of the supermodel, which is R, and that stands for repeat. Because when it comes to customer experience, you're never done. There's always another brick to build. You're always making that mansion higher and higher and wider and wider. So R is a nod to that. There's a quote that I love from Elizabeth Arden. She said, repetition makes reputation and reputation makes makes customers. So it's not a set it and forget it. It's not like, a okay, I figured out my story. I know what I'm going to do to exceed expectations. And I never have to try again because what was good enough last year is not going to be good enough today. And what's good enough
enough today is not going to be good enough a year from now. It's about constant innovation and improvement, constantly figuring out how to optimize both your customers' experiences and your experience with with time uh, and time management so that you become even better at showing up to serve your prospects and your customers. You know, and, and on one level, this is so, so easy. And I'm not, I'm not minimizing, but for those realtors who are truly authentic and for those individuals who are truly, truly authentic and have, let's say, call it the servant mindset and who bring that to their interaction, this is just what they do. This is just who they are. And so, you know, I love how you laid this out because I know so many people who just who just are this. It's not they do this, it's they are this. Um, and, you know, just to share, I just had a fun interaction with a client on uh, last week. We have clients who moved from Arizona to upstate New York, and they have three dogs. And they were fretting about the dogs, and they had a plan, but they didn't have a plan. And we went out, we tried to get them dog sitters, and we weren't successful. We finally worked it out with the closing agent that the closing agent said, I love dogs, just bring your dogs here. And they ended up not needing it, but it was so much fun because we were addressing their needs and we were addressing their needs from their point of view, um, not, you know, this was authentic and we had a, we had a great experience and I think they appreciated it. Oh, I'm sure they appreciated it. And those are the types of things that prove to your customers that you're willing to go above and beyond, that you care about them as people and not just that 3% commission. So yes, that's a wonderful example. And you're right. None of this stuff is difficult, right? But it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. And as humans, we love to overcomplicate things. And oftentimes we know what the right things to do are. It's like dieting, right? How many different diets are there? You know, endless amounts, but like, what do we all need to do if we want to lose weight? Uh, we should consume fewer calories than we use and we should move more, right? But there's a billion different ways that as humans, we've complicated that. So you're right. Being customer centric is simple on the face, but it's not easy or everyone would do it. But if you take the commitment to say, I'm going to focus on these simple things that will move the needle, I promise you, your customers will notice they will tell their friends. They will come back to you when it's time to sell that house and buy another house. You will become that category of one. So tell me a little bit about Brittany, because we really went straight into this. Yeah, well, so I grew up working in the entertainment industry. Uh, I got my first job when I was 16 years old as a radio station mascot. Uh, and then I had the good fortune to get to interview bands and write about them for my station's website. That led to a career working for record labels. And when I was 26, I launched my own entertainment startup where I was lucky enough to mention, uh, or I was lucky enough, as I mentioned earlier, to work with some of those superstar artists, many of the biggest entertainers on the planet. And what I started to see was that the exact same principles that made someone a super fan of an entertainer would work for a salesperson, would work for an entrepreneur. So the same principles were true, uh, that 
two-way street that I talked about before. If you want someone to love you and your thing, you've got to show that you love them and their thing. You've got to show up. And just like the artists who take the time to cultivate those relationships with their fans or the ones who see their fan bases grow and grow and grow, the uh, entrepreneurs and the sales leaders who take the time to develop those relationships with their customers and treat them as individuals are the ones who see their customer base grow and grow and grow. So I'd like to understand that a little bit better, because you're saying that the same mindset that, let's say, a rock star uses applies to a mortgage broker like myself. Tell me a little bit more about that. What what about that instance? Well, so let's say you're you're a musician, right? Let's say you're a rock star. Um, you've got to write songs that people are going to care about more than every other rock star out there writing songs because you want those songs to get played on the radio. You want those songs to get streamed on Spotify. You want people to care enough about those songs when they hear them to want to buy tickets to come see you live and bring their friends with them, right? Just like when you are working in real estate, there are a lot of people out there that are like, hey, let me sell you a house, right? Hey, let me help you find a house. You've got to make them care about you more than they care about everybody else. It's that apathy I was talking about before. It's everywhere all around you. So the same way that a rock star has to write a better song and do a better job promoting it and telling their story in a way that's going to make a fan say, oh, yeah, I care about that. Somebody working in real estate has to do the same thing. Whether you're a rock star or a realtor, you've got to overpower that apathy because otherwise it just becomes noise. It just becomes filler. It's like a song that might play in the background on the radio, but you don't care enough to say, hey, what's that song? And take out your phone and shazam it so that you can stream it when you get home later and learn more about that artist and hear all of the rest of their songs, right? So every single time you're creating content, every single time you're getting in front of of customers, you've got to ask yourself, am I doing something that people are going to care about? Are they going to be like, meh, and keep going? Or is this going to overpower that apathy and make them say, I want to learn more about you. I care about you. So connecting your story to your prospect story is something that is applicable to everyone, whether you're trying to, you know, fill arenas or just get a bunch of people to show up for your open house. And what I'm hearing you say, that you didn't say it specifically is that it's not enough to be great. You could be a great realtor and be the loneliest man in town, like the mate tag repairman. You've got to be great and you've got to have people appreciate what you're doing and telling other people and remember it. Oh yeah, some of, some of the most incredible musicians in the world never become famous. They just fizzle out, right? Some artists go viral, other artists go bust. Are there more talented singers than Harry Styles? Yes, right? Are there people who write better songs than Harry Styles? Yes, but they aren't selling out MSG eight nights in a row, right? They don't have millions and millions of people following their every move all the time because it's about the total package. It's about that uh, centricity that I talked about. It's about making every single fan feel like to you, that is the most important fan in the world. And all you want to do is, you know, perform for them and sing for them and give them what they want. Mm. What's your superpower? My superpower, um, I think, is helping people find their superpower. 
helping people understand what they're the best in the world at. I love helping people identify their superpowers, find that secret sauce that they have, and then you know, to, to borrow a quote that my, my friend Rory Vaden says all the time, exploit it in the service of others. You know, what comes through so clearly, and, and it comes through every time. First of all, if I could bottle your smile, I wouldn't have to work. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. And, but your passion, you are so passionate for the process of building super fans. And if, if I was going to leave our listeners with one thought, it's bring your passion to the service of your client. You know, look at- If you're you're not passionate about your customer, how in the world are they ever going to be passionate about you, right? You've got to serve it before you expect it. And and just look at the passion that Brittany's bringing to this conversation, the the, the passion that she brings to communicating and you know, if there's one if there's one skill that we could all benefit from, it's that passion and communicating that passion and bringing it forward. And I, I'm so thrilled that, that we've been able to spend this time. Uh, well, thank you so much, David, for inviting me here. Thank you for watching. If you want to learn more about how to turn your customers into super fans, please pick up my book. Uh, it's available wherever books are sold. You can get it in the beautiful hardcover edition that you see so subtly placed behind me here. Um, I'm biased, but that's my favorite version because it's in color and it's really fun. Uh, but it's also available on Audible as an audiobook that I narrate. And you can get the ebook at Amazon or wherever you like to get your ebooks. Uh, and, you know, let's be honest, those are all great choices. So <laughs> you can't make a bad choice when it comes to deciding which way you're going to read Creating Superfans. Fantastic. So <laughs> thank you so much, Brittany. Thank you. I, 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 I'll treasure this conversation for a long time. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you so much, David. I, I really appreciate you inviting me into your community. And uh, this has been the Mortgages Made Easy po- podcast. We're going to post uh, Brittany's book, And we're going to post her her, uh, contact information uh, down below. And uh, again, I'll say what I said before. If there's anything that we can do to, um, you know, if you have the opportunity to listen to Brittany live, it's just so well worth your time. Thank you so much, Brittany.